Welcome back to Two Way Mirror, the podcast. My name's Chloe. And my name is Masada. And yeah, this week is about alien abductions, yeah. right? <laughs> the fun stuff, you know? Oh my God, I'm fucking nervous. Y'all know how I feel about <laughs> aliens. Listen, I love the idea of aliens, but like also I'm fucking terrified. And that's the tea. I mean, I think most people, if they're sane, should be terrified of aliens. It's just for me because I really feel like it's possible that I could have been adopted. And I'm like, this will trigger you. No, I'm for sure already (laughs) triggered. Okay. (laughs) Um, But before we get started, I have a few things I want to talk about. So, Masada and I started a Patreon for the podcast. We. Frick yeah. Because. it's, I don't want to say it's like insanely expensive because it's not insanely expensive. It's just you have to want it for sure yeah. to want to spend the money. I mean, our website domain for a year is expensive. It is and, expensive, yes. But it's doable. And like I said, we this is definitely a passion project, so we don't mm-hmm. mind. But definitely to soundproof this room, it's going to be quite a bit of it's soundproofing. It's a pretty large, I mean, yes. And eventually I would like for us to get better microphones. I yeah. mean, this was, how much was this? You paid for this. This was like 20 bucks. Yeah. For like a dual set. Yeah. So we would, yeah. And and also Masada, today was her last day at the, at the library we work at. So yep. now we will be an hour away and you will not be coming back regularly. So we won't yeah. have... So basically, you guys, Masada's going to have to make a trip out of her way every week to come to where I am yeah. to record. So it's going to be, it's, yeah, you know, it's going to be fine. No, It'll it's fine. fine but, and we're going to do it. But yeah. eventually, guys, the end goal is to get a little, like, tiny office space. Like, I'm talking one room Something. between our two towns so that we can record Yes, that is a big dream. Well, so of ours, yeah. any help that you guys can give is greatly appreciated. However, we don't want to make you feel like you have to pay to listen to the podcast because that's not what this is about. This no. is about getting information into the people's hands. Okay. No disclosure. <laughs> but with that being said, so our Patreon is patreon.com slash two way mirror. It's either that or slash two way mirror pod. I don't know, but if you guys go to our website, uh, twowaymirrorpod.com, that's T-W-O-W-A-Y-M-I-R-R-O-R-P-O-D.com. There are links fucking everywhere for the Patreon. You'll find it. So, and we also have two patrons already. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. Okay, so... They are in our Nordic alien tier, mm-hmm. okay? So that means that they get a shout out every fucking episode. Yep. And rightfully so, okay? Thank you guys so much. Thank you to Lexi, Yay, who Lexi. is one of my best friends. And she was actually our first patron oh, ever. Really? So she, when you talk about the OG, she is the OG, okay? That's amazing. She's not the OG listener. That definitely goes to Gaitner, my Aunt Charlie. But she's fucking fired up about the podcast. And I literally posted about the Patreon. And like two minutes later, I got a notification saying, Lexi is your first patron. And I was Aww. like, what the fuck? So thank you, Lexi. And then, of course, a big thank you to my Aunt Charlie. 
God bless. God bless you guys. You guys are the fucking best. Thank you so much. It's, I seriously cannot believe we already have two. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it was shocking because I just wanted us to have it up there just so in case anybody yeah. just wanted to. They yeah. Could. So I'm just, yeah, this is great. I'm yeah. Really I Thank just, you for all of Chloe's family and friends. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Masada had been talking about like, we should get a Patreon, but I was like, Ooh, I don't know because yeah. the majority of our listeners are my family and friends. And yeah. so I didn't want to be like, Hey guys, I know that you listen to it. And so give me your money. <laughs> I didn't want it to be like that. So I was like, no, let's not. And I put her, I put it off for a long yeah. time, but I mean, we a have lot listeners. Of, a lot of arguments. <laughs> we have no, not arguments. <laughs> Always arguments. No, my gosh, guys, we are friends. Are we besties? I think we're I besties. I would say we're besties. Yeah. We're besties for sure. We spend a lot besties. of time together to not be besties. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And you're not we my actually, boss anymore, so. Thank God. <laughs> I kind of knew last time. We know when you said that we were, you know, coworkers, and I was your boss. I was like, oh shit, because I knew it, like. I was kind of already informed that I got in the position. So I was really like, so like, oh, she's going to. I knew last time. What are you talking about? Last time. Remember oh, when? the time before that? Yeah. Mm. I yeah, I, you're a bitch. It's yeah. okay. No, I think it's better that, that we're not, you know, coworkers. So people don't think it's I'm definitely like forcing you to like, you know, do this. <laughs> well, and like now it, cause I was always scared that we would get, not that we would get like found out cause it's not a secret, but like no. I was scared that somebody would be like, this is a conflict of interest because you're her boss or something. She did. She did. I, she, I've talked to her. We did ask me if we should like talk to the director about it. I'm like, why would the director give a two fucks about what we're talking well, about? Well, I'm also newly, I've only been in this library. I was in, I was working at this library literally like a month and a half before quarantine started. Yeah. So I don't have a feel for it, but I didn't realize that a a lot of people that are technically bosses and and yeah. and people underlings hang out. hang out the underlings whatever so the subordinates yes so anyway yeah thanks to our patreon pa patrons patreon supporters slash patrons there you go we support or <laughs> we support you guys supporting us um always of course <laughs> No, but seriously, thank you guys so much. Um, we really appreciate it. It's yeah. definitely going to help us out to cover costs of things like that. And I mean, your gas. Oh, <laughs> I haven't talked about any of this yet. So yeah. Let's, let's wait. Well, no, no, I'll I'm be saying fine. Yeah, I'll be fine for the first like month or two, we'll be okay because I drove to you a bunch. Yeah, so be we'll fine. be okay, but we'll figure it out eventually. Um, but anyway. Thank you guys. So check out our uh, website and our Patreon. Mm -hmm. It's all there. I already spelled it out. So if you don't know how to spell, just rewind. I'm not doing it again. Um, <laughs> can you give us an update? Well, yeah. I, well, first, I just want to inform all of the listeners now that we have just came from, you know, a little oh, celebration because yeah. it's my last day at work. And yeah, so we're, so we're not fully sober. <laughs> We got ice cream, okay, I and then we got drinks. Yes, I'm a little shopping. I'm honestly like, I would say that I'm ninety percent fine. Yeah, right me now. too. I just, you know, I it's. I got a quesadilla because I knew I needed it, and we're good now. Very good quesadilla. It All was right. really good. Okay, so are I we take ready? A sip. I take a little sip. Take a sippy sip. Do you like my cup? 
It's a very cute cup. It's from very Goodwill. Like, it's a very kind of... Like 80s. Yeah. 80s pastel. Grandma yeah, grandma kind of, from the know, 80s. So fucking cute. <laughs> Just picture a grandma cup and that's what it looks yeah, like, guys. With a very with millennial like, straw. Yeah, it's a metal straw. We do metal in this house. Um, yeah, they save those uh, sea turtles, I guess. Yeah, I cringe now when I see people with plastic straws. <laughs> And I don't want to be that person, but you I see have my to... big bag of plastic straws. At home. <laughs> no, thank God. Well, yeah. if it's a plastic reusable straw, that's one thing. It's I've... still better than a plastic disposable straw. What oh, do you yeah. have? Plastic disposable straws. You're so, so you're a bad update, person. Okay. Update for. Okay, so stop listening to the podcast, guys, because Masada hates sea turtles. You heard it here first. I save t- sea turtles with my bare hands every day. Okay. We're in Chloe. Indiana. I'm just going to let I, everyone know. I save them with my bare hands. <laughs> I breathe air into their lungs every day. Okay? Masada is on mess. Don't whisper. Don't whisper. <laughs> I know they can hear me. That's the nice part. Of, you and the voices. That's the nice part about having a mic is I can say you, shit. I can literally hear you. Because I was kind of talking. I can say shit about Masada and she won't know. I know it all. Chloe. No, she doesn't. Okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Started. Really we know the update, the update, the update. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the first story I've ever gotten out of you. Wow. What? Got wow, what? What, time, what time is it? It is. Oh, here we fucking go. 17 on July 31st. First story I've ever gotten from Chloe. <laughs> That's not true. First of all, I over apologize for everything. <laughs> Second of all, Fuck off. Oh, also, wait, real quick. Yeah. About the Patreon, because this is cool. Yeah. Our two patrons are in the same tier. They are Nordic aliens. And so they will be getting this podcast tonight. How cool is that? Oh, really? Yeah, I'm going to edit it. I'm going to figure out a way to not publish it, but also send it to them. I have no idea how I'm going to do that, but I'm going to figure it out. So if you guys want to get our podcast the night or like evening that we record it, mm-hmm. hop on to Patreon, motherfuckers. <laughs> and if you go to the reptilian tier, you can control basically everything because reptilians control the world. Yeah. Just, just hop on the Patreon if you're intrigued. Dude, because I just got like literally attacked by a mosquito. I told you we could do it in the house. We cannot do it in the house. Those dogs. <laughs> We're too loud. If you're listening, guys. I think they ripped my jumpsuit. Oh my god, they totally ripped my jumpsuit. No, you're no, they did not. The dogs are the mosquitoes. The dogs. Look at that. Just okay. The way that you fix that is every time you wear that, you color a big circle underneath it on your leg with sharpie. That's how. If guys, if you have a a small hole in your black leggings, that's how you do it. That's how you ball on a motherfucking budget. Nah. Well, well, anyway, um, it was Starsky. It's Starsky's fault. It's because he chews his nails. Even when I file his nails, he still chews them, so they're incredibly jagged. So I'm sorry. I have to to make these into rompers. It is a romper still. Or is it a romper if it has short legs? Yeah, shorts. Hi, guys. My name's Chloe, and I don't wear women's fashion much anymore because I got fat, and now I'm weird. (laughs) Horrible thing to say. 
Well, I mean, I don't. Hey, we don't wear dresses anymore. Beautiful big women out there with no. Very there are, but there are also style. people like me who it's like mm, I'm gonna wear pants. Okay, yes. Okay, right, so I'm sorry. I'm derailing everything. Tell us the update. So this is an update to two podcasts ago, mm -hmm. which was about the alien yes, thing. The UFO disclosure. This is topic, top, topic, fleet, to, oh, on topic, Ooh, slash, like timely, <laughs> because I derailed that whole podcast and I'm derailing right now. So you're welcome. So why not? I'm just kidding. Okay. All right. I'm going to shut up. All right. My so bad. you know how like in the last... Like disclosure episode we did. Well, the only disclosure episode. The, pon the Pentagon. Yeah. The Pentagon. <laughs> we I discussed with you the like how in 2017. Well, no, 2012. I think it was the program had ended for like the U.S. Navy. Yeah, and then that's when Tom DeLonge stepped in. Yeah, and he said, <laughs> "You fucking thought." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where's his name? I think it was. Um, you said it was a Spanish name. Yeah, so I'm trying to find that. I have everything printed out because I don't have the laptop anymore. The <gasps> library oh, took it away from why. me. I didn't realize. I did not put those two together. <laughs> I think I'm back to like the old school like paper. Oh my god! But if it's you so sad. the next episode, oh, well, I guess you're still going to work at the library. I was going to say I can print out your scripts for you, <laughs> but <wow>. no, <laughs> ain't that bad. I can do it. <laughs> but it was uh, the guy's name was Luis Elizondo. He was the former military intelligence official who uh, resigned in October 27th because it was he did not like how secretive. Of what he, year? Um, he resigned in 20. He resigned in 2017. Oh, okay. So that was when all of those initial uh, reports came about. Okay. And um, and he said in that article that you know the program has not ended. It has only been you know uh, consumed by other agencies, other military agencies. And that anybody that's saying otherwise is lying. So it was just like absorbed. Yeah. And so it's not its own thing. Yeah. So we just got. I want to know what. From the New York Times. Yeah. I'm sorry. I want to know what Tom DeLong has to say because I. He's not shit. really. I believe him. He well, works, I guess he wouldn't know because he's not in the military. Well, he works uh, closely with the uh, Louis Elizondo. So okay, then, Tom DeLong, two, where are you? They two work together really uh, close to disclose all of the information, or try to at least. And um, so... Do, wait, do, can we yeah. just say, do you believe that they actually, that it actually got absorbed? Or do you believe that it's fucking done? No, it no. had to have gotten absorbed because there's no way that the... There's no way that they're like aliens are fine. We're just no, gonna leave like, it be, um, right? Yeah, you're actually very correct because okay. it's just been confirmed that the program oh, okay, has my actually been going on since then, and they're now actually disclosing that information by you know the budgets. So how much are they spending? Do we know that? I I mean you can look in the Senate committee report like how much they're mm, spending. No, it's gonna but, be too um, many big yeah, words. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, Click that link. No, <laughs> so, that's too many words. Uh, the Pentagon officials will not discuss the program, which is not classified, but deals with uh, s classified matters. Yet it appeared last month in a Senate committee report outlining spending of the nation nation's intelligence agencies for the coming year. The report said the program, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, was to stable standardize collection and reporting on sightings of unexplained aerial vehicles and was to report at least some of its findings to the public within 180 days after passage of Intelligence Authorization Act. So 
So it's still going on. And they have to, by law, every 180 days tell I mean, us some shit. that's their, you know, that's how they're going to disclose their own information. I don't think, from what I'm I'm just glad that the there's article, something about that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of redacted, you know, spots in that, in the reports. I course. just want anything. I mean, yeah, me too. And, but I think they're most interested is not the alien aspect, but more of the, is this possible, like, unidentified vehicles, maybe a different country's, you know, advanced mm. technology that they have no idea that they have. So I think that's what uh, Senator uh, Marco Rubio, the Florida Republican, um, is like really like enforcing. Yeah. Like this is like his main concern. But I think it's also a way for you know them to think, oh wow, we really can't say we're, we're just looking for aliens because that's insane. So we're just gonna say like, hey, China has some you know incredible technology that we need to get our hands on. Can I tell you something? Tell me something about. It's actually just a really stupid anecdote, I guess. But it was fucking insane. Okay, so Evan and I were driving in Plainfield. I'm just gonna, it's fine. Mm -hmm. We were driving in Plainfield on Stafford Road, so where it gets close to like the warehouses and stuff, you know? Okay. <laughs> I'm cool. not really from around here, so you know. Do you know Ameriplex Parkway? No. Okay, well it can take you to 70. So I thought maybe you would know maybe it. Maybe I passed it. Well, anyway, they're on the road that we were on. So we were driving, okay, between these warehouses. I saw this thing in the sky, okay, and it was huge. And it was like right above us. And it looked, it was nothing I have ever seen before, okay. Yeah. It was a flying aircraft, but it was like huge and rectangular and like. Zigzagging? Like it everywhere. was fucking insane, dude. It was like a big, like, morphed rectangle with zigzags yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And Evan and I were both staring at it for literally, I mean, I don't even know, at least, like, a minute and a half, which doesn't sound like that long. But if you're really long, in it, yeah. that's a really long. We were staring at it, and he and I both could not figure out what the fuck it was. I was like, that's this wild. has got to be a military aircraft or some shit. We were... <laughs> I mean, there is an airfield well, around no, here. Well, no, listen, though. <laughs> it, as it kept moving and we kept staring, it was just a plane. The shadows were just making it look fucking insane. Oh. It made it look like it was green camo, like how military vehicles yeah. are, but like a forest green, not the tan ones. And it was insane looking, but like, I know I'm not like, a fucking idiot because like Evan and I both could not we yeah. were like what the fuck is that like it was the craziest optical illusion I have ever fucking seen genuinely yeah. it was right above us I was like what the fuck is that but it was just a plane <laughs> I bet and that's because the airport's right there actually seeing like you know just that yeah but I also believe like you know people are seeing things that they cannot identify and it's just crazy identifiable Cause like if I could like get if if there was a way that like my brain could like print out a Polaroid like I can see it clear as day in my mm -hmm. mind and you'd be like what the fuck and I'd be like I know That'd it did not look like a plane. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could see. Well, actually, I kind of don't want to. I think I would go insane. But I think but my level of insanity right now is fine. The UFO that I did see mm -hmm. was not that. Was I'll not tell you that, that right okay. now. 
Okay. So you, if you remember uh, Harry, um, what was his name? Harry Reid. He was the senator who initially began the program to identify, well, to try to identify um, aerial phenomenon. And he has now been, you know, he said the very uh, interesting quote in the article. Actually, the article was written by the same people who wrote the 2017 article in the New York Times. This one's called... Oh, the one that we sourced? Yeah. Okay. This one's called No Longer in Shadows, Pentagon's UFO, UFO and Unit Will Make Some Findings Public. Written by the same people, uh, Ralph uh, Blumenthal, Blumenthal and Louis... Leslie Keene. I cannot say names. That's to okay. Save my fucking life. <laughs> but anyways, the quote was, it was very interesting, which uh, later on, Harry Reid had to redact and like, had to clarify because it was uh, causing quite a stir. And this is what he said. After looking into this, I came to the conclusion that there were reports, some were since, some were sub- substantially. Thank you. No, wait, that's not it. Or substantial. Substantiative. Substantiated? Substantiated. No, substantial. I can't see it. Anyways, some not substantive. Substantive. God. Substantive? I don't think that's, that's a, word. a word. I think they fucked up. I think it's supposed to be substantiated. Or maybe it's, yeah, or, it Well, no, substantive. Cause Sub- substantive. Because, like, if it's of substance. We're going to have to look that one up. Yeah, that's interesting. Let me go. You keep going on. I'm going to actually just Google it real okay, quick. Okay, well, blah, blah, blah that there were actual materials that the government and the private sector had in their possession. So basically, Mr. It is a word. Wow, I feel so Wait, hold on. How do you say it? Oh, wait. It's not going to say it because we have the microphones plugged in. Yeah, don't worry about it. And everybody knows that we're just illiterate. It is. That's fine. Um, What the fuck? But no uh, crash artifacts have been publicly produced for independent verification. Some retrieved objects, such as unusual metallic fragments, were later identified from laboratory studies as man-made. So uh, Harry Reid just basically said in this article that, oh yeah, the government has um, UFOs, basically, or UFOs uh, dropped materials, and that was a, that was you know quite a stir in everybody in the community. Can I ask? Have you seen Independence Day? Yeah, of course I have. You know the part where they like go. Yeah, it's that movie where they go into the, I don't know if it's Area 51, but they go and there's a fucking huge UFO yes, in there and yeah. then they fly it. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that that's, okay, do, you, do we think that that's happening? Not that they're flying it. Do we think that they're doing that? They have to. They have to. Well, I mean, if we like take into account. My uncle other... knows stuff about that. He's not allowed to tell us so, but we know he knows. I think there has been, well, there's definitely has been other, you know, people in the UFO community that have seen UFOs and who have said that they have seen aliens and worked with aliens. So I don't know if it's true or not because I'm just, you know, repeating what people have said. But there is a lot of, you know, talk about they do have UFOs. I just wish I do my... think there are some types of materials that they cannot explain that come from these things. I just wish my uncle could tell us more about what he does because yeah. we're not allowed to know what he does. All we are allowed to know is that he has a normal desk and a confidential <laughs> desk. Yeah. But he works for... Cover your microphone you know, for a no, second. No, don't say it. It's okay. Oh, they can definitely hear that. You're gonna, we're going to get dinged. Our podcast it doesn't even matter. Like they don't know who episode. he is. And plus, a lot of people that know me already know about that. Because I'm know, just you like... Could, you, I mean, they could easily find him with your last name. 
They don't know my last name. People, I mean, the, your, me, whole, your whole day was up all like It's not anymore, though, and <laughs> thankfully, the majority of our listeners are my friends and family. But anyway. Anyway, but it, I just, I know that he knows stuff. He probably does. I believe a lot of people know things that can't or won't say. Well, yeah, because I can't, but like, except for the whistleblowers. We'll, we'll be discussing certain people whose jobs it is to make sure that people. Men in black. <laughs> men in black. Men in black. I'm yeah. telling you right now. Well, like the actual government men in black. Not like the alien. No, I know. I, I haven't have, seen. We're going to be talking about a guy named. I haven't um, seen the movie. Jesus Christ, you gotta watch it. We're gonna be talking about a guy named Philip Klein. Wait, Philip Class, sorry. And um, he is a notorious uh, disinformation agent who really fucked with a lot of people. So. Can you imagine being manipulated to believe? <laughs> Bless up. Can you imagine being manipulated to believe that what, you, what is true is not true? Holy oh, yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, my whole childhood. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah, true. If you've ever been in a toxic relationship, you know. <laughs> toxic wow. relationship check. Oh, God. Guys, I like TikTok. That's what that was. That was TikTok. Yikes. You toxic explain. friend check. Have you seen those? I see a lot so of TikToks. Good. I mean, I think I waste too much of my day. Anyways. I didn't have TikTok until you convinced me during quarantine, and I am You're pissed. Welcome. Welcome. No, because I was literally on TikTok the whole night the other night. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, okay, so. So yeah, that's basically. So the that's update. the update. Yeah. It's just. Good lord. It's just yeah, it's all coming out, and I feel like not a lot of people give a fuck about what's happening right now. I think this is the I perfect think, time for disclosure because there's so much shit going on in the world. I don't think that it's not that people are don't give a shit. I think it's that this stuff is getting drowned out by everything that's going on right now. This is the perfect time. Because did you, we're going to have to have a whole, we already have this on the list, the simulation yeah. theory. Did you know that the fucking government released some shit saying that we are most likely in a simulation and there were papers, oh, yeah. they released actual fucking papers and nobody is talking about it because Got all it. we're talking about is Black Lives Matter and the fucking election and coronavirus. And I don't mean all we're talking about is Black Lives Matter yeah, because guys, it. Black Lives Matter, not to make it political, but... If you're here, you likely believe that anyway. And if you're not, you can get the fuck off because we're not going to indulge anymore. Yeah, Masada is half black. <laughs> just so you guys know. Oh, you're hilarious. So get the fuck out if you're racist. <laughs> um, no, but for real, well, that is for real. But yeah, also, very for, for real, real. But yeah, not saying that that's that our t our attention should be on a simulation theory rather than it's just ending racism. Timing. But it's really just it really timing. is the time to let and bomb drop bombs drop because nobody like, is listening. They're gonna like have Klaxar on the evening news and people are just gonna be like hand like shaking hands with them. And exactly, because we're, we're literally be like, all we're focusing on is. Goddamn, Karen won't wear her fucking mask. Yeah, exactly. And she, there was a Karen that pissed on the floor I of a know. Verizon. Oh my god, I've been watching because Karen she wouldn't wear like, go crazy over masks for the past two weeks now. I would like to personally apologize to any woman who is kind my and great, my who's named Karen. <laughs> Honey, you did not god, deserve this. That's you hilarious. did not deserve this one bit, sweetheart. I hope you're okay. Uh, they'll be fine. I bet a lot of Karens that are not Karens but are named Karen, I bet they're actually getting their names changed. I doubt it. 
You so, doubt it. I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. I, whatever. Whatever. You ready to get into the main story? Well, before we do, I would yeah. like to to tell you guys a word about our sponsors. The same sponsor as every fucking podcast. She's shaking her shoulders. Yeah, I am. I'm <laughs> shimmying. Um, it's Anchor. So let's go ahead and cut to that. All right. Thank you to our sponsor, Anchor. Now back to the episode. Um... So this is going to be a long one, yeah, potentially. Yeah, I really wanted to, like, get <laughs> Travis Walton's, like, his own, like, personal dialogue and, like, yes. what he saw from him. It's That's like, the most important part yeah. to really understand. So I feel like I've, like, listened to a lot of other people, like, explaining his experience, which, honestly, I, I get it. But it's it's just it's, it's so not the interesting same. to like hear what he has. It's to not say. the same hearing other people recount things that they didn't go through. It's it's yeah yeah. So um, guys, it'll be a little <laughs> bit of a longer one. It'll probably be about the same amount as last week's episode, yeah. which was like a, a one hour and twenty minutes or something. I have no idea. It'll probably be like around there. So. Yeah, so I But if you're fucking in for the ride, bitch, strap the fuck in. This is gonna be fun. This is why if you have not seen the uh, movie The Fire in the Sky, it's I have not. It's really it stays to like it kind of recalls his like account very faithfully until like, you know, the actual abduction scene. Mm -hmm. And like that's like the only weird part. I don't understand why they didn't like stick with the abduction scene exactly how he said it. Maybe it wasn't as it was fucking trippy, I guess. I Maybe mean, it's just not what they wanted. Well, well I'm going to talk about just the day, the night of the abduction. Sorry, and I didn't. And then the actual abduction. It's fine. I forgot that this is like a podcast and like sound matters. Yeah. So maybe don't like, don't do this, Chloe. You yeah. fucking idiot. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, I got a drink uh, while we while yes, we were on a did. break. I Freaking a mason jar for a little breather. Okay, it's a huge mason jar full of alcohol. But what it is, guys, is it's just... I do this all the time. I make a big-ass drink, and then up. I don't ever finish it. And so I finish it over, like, course of, like, three days. Doesn't I'm such an flat? idiot. Um, not really. The Ritas really hold their shape, man. I don't know what's in that Rita. <laughs> Probably cancer. Fuck. All right. We should do a whole podcast on what has cancer and if they're actually... It's big pharma. Of course. They want to keep us sick so we keep on paying. Yeah. There, I'm... Can we just... I want to derail for like... No, half, we can't. No, for like half a second more. Okay. Just... I have a question. Right. Do you think that there is a cure for cancer already? Of course I, I think do. so. Of course. It's just not cost effective to make us pay for the cure. No matter how expensive it is, it will always be not as much money as it's chemo. It's a business, baby. They need to make their money. That's why they got all those people in that, like everywhere in America, you know, addicted to opiates. Because, you know, it's money. It's money. Company. Man, this They're world fucking sucks. Billion dollars. Okay, I'm really excited though because I am pretty sure I know about this. But yeah. like I said last episode or whatever, if this is the one that I think it is, then it is. I have not heard about it since like middle school oh. at the latest. Okay. So I'm ready for you to take me on a fucking journey. Well, strap in, baby. We're I'm going strap in, baby. <laughs> All right, so the abduction actually happened on the night of November 5th, 1975. And it's set in the, uh, what's it called? Apache. 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 I don't know. I believe you. 
Apache, I don't want to like mispronounce this list because it could be a little weird. Apache as Sit Greaves National Forest. <laughs> you don't look at me like that. <laughs> no, I'm looking at the paper. It says Apache. I think that's Apache. No, it's Apache. It's Are like you 100% sure? Yeah, it's a tribe. I, I, yeah, I Damn, okay, shit. No, I listen sure, to way sure. too many interviews and like this word came up a lot. If you're sure, you're sure. I, I believe you, dude. Sorry, guys, if I clink. It's a metal straw in a glass jar. So. I'm going to beat her up with these straws. She messes me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, Apache, Apache, Apache Sit Greaves? Greaves National Forest. It's in Arizona. Should we shorten it? Like, is that going to come up a bunch? Or no, is it no, okay, so that's the only time. No, yeah. Okay. And uh, well, what state is that in? Do you know? Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. And there are seven like men <laughs> working on this uh, contract, the Turkey Springs three, tree thinning contract. And it's run by Mike and another, you know, couple of guys who are working for him. And uh, Travis is one of the guys who are, you know, you know, logging right now. Mm-hmm. So I'll just start at the at, time of the story. Mm-hmm. So there's gotcha. only seven people on the mountain and uh, they're all getting ready to leave. They're packing up and they're it's the end of the night. Yeah. And they had like a long day because they've been pretty behind on their contract. So they stayed a little bit longer. Yeah. And typically when you do work, I mean, sorry, I'm a fucking professional yeah, you're, you're logger. <laughs> But from what I know about doing manual labor, not that I have again, <laughs> but it seems like they work from sunup to sundown. Yeah. For so them, am yeah. I correct to say that it's most likely dark outside-ish? Well, yeah, dark? the sunset is just it just arrived. So Ooh. that's what we're... Dusk. Yes, it is it's dusk. It's dusk. And they're getting in their old uh, pickup truck. Okay. So let me, I'm going to begin the story. Yeah, my fucking bad. Sorry. <laughs> you can, you can, you know, talk. Of course, it's all right. All right, here we go. Sunset had been 15 minutes earlier, but we kept cutting in the waning night light. I checked my watch again. It was six o'clock at last. I yelled and took the liberty of giving the stop work signal. The sound of the saws died. The final echoes absorbed into the deep in the dusk. Damn, he's a fucking writer. Can I just yeah. say that? Yeah. Holy shit. We loaded the chainsaws and gas and oil cans into the back of it, the 65 International. Have no idea what type of uh, truck that is, but I'm guessing it's a... Sounds like a work a hardy, truck. A hardy uh, truck. There was Dwayne by the left rear door, John and Steve in the middle, and Alan by the right rear door. In the front, I sat by the door, riding shotgun. Kenneth sat in the middle, and so of the course, the guy that Mike this story is about, he's in the passenger seat. Yes. Okay. So he's all there's three people in the front seat and three people in the back seat. Gotcha. Um, so Mike started the old pickup, and we climbed north and up the ridge towards the rim road. It was yeah. I'm sorry, I already forgot our main guy's name. Travis. Okay, so Mike is Mike is he's like a secondary. Yeah, he's a secondary character of the story if you like watch so, movies or listen Travis. to the interviews. Travis. Travis. Travis Walton experience. Travis is our fucking bully. Yeah, he gets the Poor abducting. thing. Poor fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, he did he not was. ask for this. No, he did not. So uh, they're they're uh, going up towards Rim Road. It was six ten, bearing any breakdowns, we should be home by before seven thirty. So it's you know it's pretty late at night. Especially away November. It's, I think it's November. Yeah, so it's definitely getting dark out. Yeah, earlier. plus sunset. They said sunset started about 15 minutes before he gave the stop yeah. work sign. So and then it's going to take them time to load up into the truck. Yeah. So sun, the sun is pretty much set. Yeah. So there's no sun in the sky. 
we don't cool. fucking like that. That's yeah. why. That's when you draw your blinds and shit. That's mm -hmm. when you should be inside, doors locked, deadbolt. You the don't aliens, go outside at night. The aliens are outside waiting for you. Mm -hmm. So just then, my eye was caught by a light coming through the trees on the right. No. A hundred yards ahead. I idly assumed that the glow was the sun going down in the west. Then it occurred to me that the sun had set half an hour ago. Curious, I thought it might be the light of some hunter's camp there. Headlights or maybe a fire. Some of the guys must have caught sight of it too because the men on the right side of the truck had fallen silent. As we continued driving up the road towards the brightness, we passed in sight of it for an instant. We barely got a glimpse through the gnarled branches before we rolled past the opening in the trees. My eyes strained to make sense of the glimmering through the dense stand of trees blocking our vision. From my open window, I could see the yellowest brilliance washing across our path onto the road another 40, feet, 40 yards ahead. And Trader was impatient to get past the intervening pines. We rolled past the intervening evergreen thicket to where we could have an unobstructed view of the source of the strange radiance. Suddenly, we were electrified by the most awesome, incredible light we had seen in our entire lives. Stop! John cried out, Stop the truck! As the truck skidded to a dusty halt in the rocky road, I threw open the door for a clearer view of the dazzling sight. No! My God, no. Alan yelled, It's a flying saucer! <laughs> Number fucking one! Don't get out of the fucking car! Number two. Travis was like, maybe you don't yell at the alien. It's a flying saucer. <laughs> Holy shit! I love it. Can you? Can we just? Okay. Need a can moment. We just, need a moment. Yeah. On. Let's. I just really want us to all let take a minute and let that sink in. Yeah. So let's just put ourselves, Masada. Yes. You and I, we're done at the library. Okay. Ooh, we are done. We take. We are. Oh my God, it's dark outside. Okay, we closed. Okay, yeah. we closed. And we are carpooling for whatever reason. This is an imaginary world. Yep. We are carpooling. We have to go through the woods. Oh, no. Fuck me. A fucking bright <laughs> light is in the fucking woods? I'd be going the opposite way. Full and speed. we decide to open the doors? Travis is messed up. <laughs> I, I just, it. I just have no words. I'm not going to say, listen, yeah. I'm not going to say he asked for it. That is not a sentence you ever want to say these days. Because <laughs> that's fucked to, up. He has to get anally probed by the aliens. Yeah. But I'm not saying that he did a lot to avoid it. He literally threw him. It's like as if he Just bent like, over in front of the aliens and was like, ooh. Well, you know, I... You want to you want to hear what happens? Yeah, <laughs> you hear I just what, what he does. The whole time you were reading them driving, yeah. I just I guys I had my glasses off and I was just rubbing yeah, my was... eyes. I just it's I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. Because when I hear stories, I I'm picturing it and it's just too spoopy for me. Okay, <laughs> I'm not here. I'm not here for it. I can't. I don't like it. It's gonna. the next section. Next section that I'm gonna read is a titled abduction. It's so good, but it's just like yeah. you gotta. It's watch. just like. Can you imagine? Because I don't want to. I don't ever want to be in this position. How? 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 How would you be okay? I can't. Yeah. I can't. Okay. Well, so let's get to the next part. The fun part. I'm fucking ready. Who's the abduction? Mike shut off the engine. We watched Spellbound, 
The men on the left side of the truck leaned over so they could see. They is were Travis merely... still outside? Of course he is. God, he's so stupid. <laughs> they were a mere 20 feet above the ground. A strained golden disc hovered silently. Our attention was riveted on that object, poised in the air. Impaled by the sight, we were held transfixed for one long silent moment that felt like an eternity. The cold, jeering reality of what we were witnessing struck fear and awe to the core of every one of us. Oh Suddenly beholding its vivid, magnificent structure summoned all emotions at once. You could almost hear our hearts pounding above this suspended instance of silence. Less than 30 yards away, the metallic craft hung motionlessly 15 feet above a tangled pile of logging and slash. I have no idea what that means, but it's logging slash. Sounds like it sounds like it's just like the the shit that they've been taking off the trees or whatever. Maybe if they're doing tree thinning, I think that's where they cut the branches. Okay. So the craft was stationary. I, I might have no idea. I'm not a logger. <laughs> no, no. Chloe is a logger in her past life. She knows. <laughs> so I just I think that's what they call it when trees yeah. are like obstructing uh, like power lines and stuff. And shit. Yeah. All right. Oh, shit. I just got water everywhere. Squirting myself. <laughs> Maybe don't say that. Maybe don't say that you're squirting yourself, Masada. <laughs> this isn't only fans. Holy fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't be moaning. I'm just... Don't be moaning. I'm collecting myself. How would you react, though, if you saw that in the woods? You saw some fucking thing that you've never seen before. It's hovering. I'm thinking, I, like, I are the aliens running. inside of it? They're not outside, because he would have said that already. There's no aliens out. There's no aliens outside. He would have said that. Right? You want me to finish? You want to you know. I, I feel like you're really eager. All right. I am. I'm just like, this is emotionally destructive. The craft was stationary, hovering well above the treetops near the crest of the ridge. The hard me mechanical precision of the luminous vehicle was in sharp contrast to the primitive ruggedness of the dark surrounding. Oh. Its edges were clearly defined. The golden machine was starkly outlined against the deepening blue of the clear evening sky. The soft yellow haze from the craft dimly illuminated the immediate area with an eerie glow. Under the weird light, the encircling... <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I just got abducted right then. <laughs> fucking go crazy. Oh my god! I don't even know what I would do because there's. It's not like this is connected to the house. Get I would have to go out. outside. You to gotta get, get evidence. I, we need evidence of abduction. Where? How am I gonna post it if I'm fucking dead? Exactly. Yeah, I guess. That's the connection. I guess I could hide under that that bed. Where was I at? <laughs> All right, so um, the clear edges or whatever, like they're the sharp edge, not sharp. It, I don't remember what word he used. I'll just start it. something. Under the weird light, the encircling forest took on Brazil. Brazil <laughs> took on bizarre hues that were very different from its natural colors. Bizarre hues, gotcha. The trees, the brush, and the grass all reflected subtle, particular new shades. I estimated the object to have an overall di diameter of fifteen to twenty feet. It was eight to ten feet thick. The flattened disc had a shape like that of a two. So that's like half this room. High pants, yeah. So half of big. this room around it. Mm -hmm. Holy fuck! Yeah. Maybe even more, this. actually, because no. Wait, wait, hold on. Okay. okay. 
I have to imagine just yeah. Evans six six and a half feet roughly. Yeah, so tall. a couple of him. Dude, no wait, it's like this whole room. Yeah. Holy shit! But like not a rectangle like this, like further out. That's fucking huge. <laughs> Are you kidding? I think it's honestly, I think it's kind of small for like what's gonna happen. <sighs> I'm just emotionally fucking wrecked. Yeah, she, she's about to have a breakdown. Claire's about to have a breakdown. I'm taking my glasses off. <laughs> All right, so barely visible at our angle of sight, the white dome peeked over the upper outline of the ship. We could see darker straps, stripes of a dull silver sheen that divided the glowing areas into panel-like sections. Okay. The dim yellowish light given off by the surface had the luster of hot metal fresh from a blast surface. Furnace, or sorry. Blast mm. furnace. I have no idea what a blast furnace is, but you know, it's a thing. Back I don't know. In it apparently has a smell. <clears throat> oh, the weird things. It, it gets a little strange. There were no visible antennae, nor protrusions of any kind. Nothing that resembled a hatch, port, or window-like structures could be seen. There was no motion and no sound from the craft. It was almost appeared to be dead in the air. Is there a top, or is this just like a saucer? Is it like a saucer yeah. with like a top? Oh, uh, let's go back. So there's no, there's no antenna, no, no protrusion. So it's protrusion. Clearly, it's so it's literally just a fucking saucer. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe in it. <laughs> so I glanced from one to another stricken face, turning back to that impeling, ugh, impelling spectacle in the air. I was suddenly seized with the urgency to see the craft at close range. He what was, a fucking idiot. <laughs> he was like, you know, that's, squeezed by like a need to go. Can I just tell you? Yeah. That's Darwinism. <laughs> that is Darwinism. If you feel the need mm -hmm. to walk closer to something dangerous, you deserve uh -huh. whatever happens to you because you yeah. fucking, you took that on. <laughs> well, he's, I feel really bad for him though. I'm not going to lie. But like, that is just the opposite. <clears throat> yeah. So, um. Fuck. <laughs> He was seized by a sudden urge to go closer to the crowd. But I mean, also, if you, like, run away, it's going to get you. He should have ran. I was afraid of it would fly away. He was afraid that it would fly away. And I would miss the chance of a lifetime to satisfy my curiosity about it. I That's heard true. he got out of the truck and started towards the hovering ship. The men were alarmed by, sudden act, by, by sudden action. What do you think you're doing, Mike DeBan? Demanded me. in a loud, harsh whisper. He was more like, what do you think you're doing? You're Travis and I'm Mike. I'm you like, what I the fuck, go? dude? No. I'd be running in the opposite direction. You couldn't even get me back in the truck. Placing my feet quietly, I quickly stalked closer to the mysterious vehicle, stepping over a low-leaning fir sapling. There's a lot of descriptions of trees. I've, He's a logger. I know, but it's like, I don't even know. What the, they're all trees to me. But anyways, I carefully picked my way through the opening of the trees. I put my hands in my pockets in response to the cooler twilight air outside the truck. Hey, Travis, the men warned instantly. I stopped, walking for a long, hesitant moment. I paused and turned to look back at the six men staring questioningly at me from the truck. The sober realization of what I was doing abruptly heightened the doubt I was already wrestling with. What should I do? I asked myself. Maybe I've been full-hearted, full-hardy. I told myself I won't get too close, but... What if there's somebody inside that thing? I faltered. Finally, I reassured myself with, I could always run away. 
I was committed without relying to the guys, without replying to the guys, I absolutely turned and continued my brazen approach. I moved more slowly, cautiously, covering the remaining distance in a half crouch. I straightened up as I entered the dim circular halo of light softly reflecting onto the ground under the craft. I was about six feet from the being directly on beneath the machine. So he was already like underneath the thing, almost. Oh God. That is Darwinism, like <laughs> genuinely. Yeah, man, man oh man. Basically, Did you get your braids twisted? Yeah, that's why I was gone on Thursday. I had it all done. It looks good. I've noticed it, but I didn't like realize, realize, but like it looks good. Sorry. Thank you, Chloe. Sorry, guys. I've been bitching at her to get her hair twisted. Hey, you know, quarantine has been fucking everything. I know. It looks really good. How long did it take? It took a little bit longer because they had to repair it. Like an hour? Long. Like two? Almost two, yeah. Black hair is insane. Yeah, it's great. Like black people hair. I don't know how to call it. Natural hair. Sorry. I mean, it is african hair you know you got kinky hair you got curly it's crazy hair. how long it takes to do that hair should we mark this like take it's it out? fine it's fine <laughs> it's just a very very it's fine it's fine conversation they know you're half black we're good so <laughs> i was filled with a tremendous sense of awe and curiosity as i pondered the incomprehensible mysteries possible with it like he was i, have I can't believe this motherfucker's underneath the <laughs> I had become aware of, of a barely audible sound coming from the ship. I audible? Could detect, yeah. Yeah, this gets weird. I could de- detect a strange blend of low and high-pitched mechanical sound. Nope. There were intermediate, <laughs> oh, high-piercing, beeping points overlaid on the distant, low-bumbling sound of heavy machinery. The strange tones were so mixed that it was impossible to compare them to any sound I could remember ever hearing. Travis, get away from there, Mike, ye- Mike yelled at me. I shot a fleeting look at the group parked in the road, then turned my attention back to the study of the incredible ship. Suddenly, I was start- startled by a powerful, thunderous swell in the volume of the vibrations from the craft. I jumped at the sound like that of a multitude of turbine generators starting up. I saw the saucer start wobbling on its axis with a quickening motion and a pattern like the erratic spin of an unstabilized top. The oh, same size wow. continued to space me. As the craft remained hovering at approximately the same height while it wobbled, I ducked into a crouch with a tremendously, when a tremendously bright blue-green ray shot from the bottom of the craft. I saw and heard nothing. So I felt, well, all I felt was a numbing force of a blow that felt like high-voltage electrocution. The intense bolt made a sharp crackling or popping sound. The studying concussion of the foot-wide beam struck me full in the head and chest. My mind sank quickly into unfeeling blackness. I didn't even see what hit me. But from the instant, I felt that paralyzing blow. I did not see, hear, or feel anything more. The men in the truck saw my body arc backward, arms and legs outstretched. As the force of the blow lifted me off the ground, I was hurled backwards through the air 10 feet. They saw my right shoulder hit the hard, rocky earth of the, rig- of the ridge top. My body landed limply and lay motionlessly spread out on the ground. So they knocked him back and down really hard. Like they lifted him up and then draw. I feel like they kind of like a pat. Like I feel like they didn't know he was there. And because the saucer was like motionless and like there was a little humming noise. And I think 
that they were doing stuff there, and then all of a sudden they wanted to leave. And he just got caught in the beam. So you don't think they saw him at all? I don't think they saw the him until, until he fell and, and, you know, basically died. That's what I, I think that's what he's trying to say is, Fuck. like, he died then. And then the aliens or whoever noticed that they did this to a creature of Earth. So they, you know, beamed them up. And that's a whole other thing. Like, he was gone for five days. After this happened, all of the men, all the, all the six other men in the truck were like, we got to go. They were going to be next. So they hightailed it down the hill. Honestly, no matter how good of a friend anyone is, they would do that too. <laughs> but... Surprisingly, Mike was like, fuck, we can't leave our guy up there. So they went all the way back to find him, and he wasn't there. I think the only person I wouldn't be able to do that to is, like, my mom. Yeah. Like, and I love people more. Like, I love my mom with my whole soul. And, like, I love my family and friends mm -hmm. almost as, as much. Yeah. But, like, that's my mom. I think she's the only person I really would not... That that would eradicate that fear. Because mm -hmm. it's like if my... Because to me, like, yeah. this is a little bit psychotic. But, like, for me, I'm just like, when my mom dies, it's almost like, what do I have? Oh, God, we're going to get to not, that conversation. Not, no, no. I mean, I'll be okay. I've got a lot to live for. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like that. But, I mean... For me, as long as my mom's here, that's my whole life. Like, yeah. that's my, that is my number one best friend on this fucking earth. And the one who, she's basically my only parent. And so she's just like everything for me. Mm -hmm. So I really think that that's the only person that I wouldn't care. Cause it's like, well, if my mom's in there, I might as well be in there too. Yeah. Might as well go through it together. Cause I wouldn't be able to live with her just being up in fucking space. But like, <laughs> Like, honestly, though, like, if you guys really take a second and just, like, think about it, there's not many people you would stay there for if that happened. And I fucking hate to be that person, but if you really take a step back mm -hmm. and, like, put your ego in check and really think about what you would do in that situation, I'd be fucking gone unless yeah. it was my mom. Well, Mike, honestly, Mike did turn around. He he, he asked, did, but he even, asked all of them if they wanted to stay. Would you do that for a coworker? No, I don't know. I man. love my coworkers. I think Mike was just really like he would just do it by the book. You know, you don't leave a, your man behind. Yeah. So they he went back. That's exactly what he said. And man. when they got back, they searched for him, and he wasn't there. So they all went back. So after that, they left again and they went to a restaurant in Snowflake. Who would you would you stay anywhere for someone like that? Like I wouldn't. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that I don't No, but for real, like I'm trying to put myself in this situation. I don't know. I would stay there for you. I love you so Thank much, you. but I would not you would, stay there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want that for me. I don't. At, don't some, at some point, you have to be a little bit selfish. Yeah. Would you stay there for me? You can't lie and say that you I would. I think I would wouldn't. go back. I would go back just because I would be fucking like, did I just really see that? Or But initially, you would up. leave, right? Yeah, I think they did what, you know, humans would do in a situation like that. Leave. Run. The flight or fight instinct. I should clarify when I say that I would leave. I'm not saying that I wouldn't come back. No, I just don't know no. if I would. But no, I'm Claire telling you, come back. my number one <laughs> initial, like, my number one initial instinct 
bold by bitch. Yeah. The only one who, the only person that would not have that instinct for, for that situation your mom. is my mom. <laughs> I would initially not move. I'd be like, I would run towards it. But everybody else, yeah. no matter who you are, and regardless of if I would come back, I'm fucking gone for at least a couple <laughs> minutes. I gotta go. So, I gotta hide behind a tree or some shit. <laughs> so once everything calmed down, Fuck. the guys couldn't find so Travis. So he's still anyways. on the ground. No, uh, Travis allegedly. is gone. They went back. Well, but to they find them. They couldn't find them. So he's a bit of that's an abduction. But we don't know what happened yet. So like when when Travis left off with his account, he's mm-hmm. on the ground, right? They saw him. Some one of them said that he saw him disintegrate. So yo. And, <laughs> No, and the other ones were like, we saw him die. Like, I wonder if that's like how in movies they portray teleportation where you dissolve and then mm-hmm. the opposite of dissolve into Reappear. something. Yeah, I don't really I don't know. know. <laughs> but like, I wonder if that's what it is. Maybe. Yo, the aliens got teleportation. Of Holy shit. Do. Of course I do. know. If they have like space travel, they must have teleportation. That's true because that's like the speed of light, mother. Yeah. Fucker. Was that Einstein or something? <laughs> I'm a physicist. Oh <laughs> Einstein is an alien. Honestly, not far-fetched because Elon Musk is a reptilian. So why not? But anyways, and Jeff back, all the six guys are back at the at the bar. Or I think it was a stop, or like a like a bus stop. Not a bus stop. It's just one of those small towns where there's a restaurant on the side of the road. That's where they're at. And they were like, we gotta call the cops. We, our man is gone. We don't know what the fuck happened. So they call the cops, the sheriff comes. Uh, let me see if I can find where the sheriff. Well, Kim- Clyde, his name is Cy Gilson. No, no, wait, that was the polygrapher. Never mind. Never mind. I don't know what the sheriff was called. Can you imagine, though? I'm sorry that I keep, like, doing this. <laughs> You're, you get so weird about my think, alien stories. I, I think the way... I, this is just the way that I go through stories like yeah. this. I imagine if it was me and mm. what would I do and how would I feel. Yeah. I think it's just because not to be, like, one of those. I'm such an empath. But, like, <laughs> I am. Yeah. So I just always think, like, holy fuck. Like, what was I feeling? Imagine if your friend or coworker or whatever just got fucking abducted, okay? You go to a restaurant, you're like, we should call the cops. And how defeated would you feel? Because it's like, the cops can't do shit. It's aliens. Yeah. They, what do you even do? I think at that point. And imagine being the cop. The cop's like, this, these fucking yeah, guys are did. a mess. They honestly thought that they were either. I, I know. And they killed that's Travis. That's like the main part that I remember. The yeah. two main parts of the story that I remembered prior to this was mm-hmm. that they were loggers and that the cops didn't believe them. Because oh, yeah. why would they? Of course. They? Why not? This they didn't believe them town. until the guy came back. Even then, they thought they were... Well, okay. yeah. They thought that it was the guys, like, that they did something to him. Which, so, from yeah. a true crime perspective absolutely makes sense so the interesting part about all this after this happened and they went to search like the, the sheriffs every they got like a whole team together to go back to the mountain and search for travis they were looking for a body they're looking for maybe a grave site that maybe the guys the guys died, yeah they had dogs searching for him they had tons because of people looking if for you're, him. if you're in law enforcement and these fuckers come up to you and he's like you got abducted by yeah. aliens but we're also loggers it's like yeah. these fuckers buried him in the woods yep exactly what the, exactly what they what thought you're gonna think. 
So when they found I mean, nothing, half the time with kidnappers, they look at the parents because you, you it's usually no that. matter the people that yeah. come to you, you can't you have to treat everybody like a suspect. Exactly. It's fucking crazy. So they believe when they didn't find anything at all of Travis, they were like, "What the fuck?" So they agreed. All the six men agreed to do a polygraph test, and in the polygraph test, um, it was very strange because. The test was lasted for two hours. They were asked multiple questions about Travis's murder. I want to make a um, quick disclaimer, though, yeah. in case some of our listeners don't know. It is actually proven that polygraph tests can be cheated and Definitely. are not definitive proof. I think that that's widespread knowledge, but I remember when I first heard that, I was mm -hmm. like, what the fuck? I thought they were like, for sure, but no. No, they're not for sure. It's... The it's, interesting part about their polygraph test, though, even like list, like uh, understanding what you just said, because that's mm -hmm. very true, is that these six guys had the same story, had the same like, you know, they were all telling the same exact story, and they did not defer, and like they all passed. Yeah, they all said UFO came down and got them, that Travis disappeared, and we couldn't find them. And yeah, they were I, all, and that's like really unique about this polygraph test is because you don't see more than one person getting a every tested. single detail right. Yeah, that and also being tested on one story. So like you have multiple people. It's saying usually the same just thing like one or two people max getting a polygraph. Yeah, so about a certain of, situation. Out of the six people, out of the six men that took the polygraph test, it was five who passed and one that was inconclusive. And that's just because he wasn't really cooperating at all with the test. He did not give a fuck. And he he's probably like, leave. this was my second day on the job. I did not sign up for this. You know, he was our, uh, I forget his name. I think it was uh, Daryl or something. But he was the one, of the, he was an outcast. Daryl Philbin. I guess. No, that's from The Office. <laughs> well, I have no, no idea. but that does stand true for his character. He'd be like, man, I didn't fucking sign up for this shit. But he was, he had already. Charlie you know, knows. Charlie knows. <laughs> he had like past um, uh, conviction, not convictions, a past, uh, what is it called? He's been arrested before. He's been, you know, well, yeah, like, he just did not want. He just did not want to be a part of this shit. No, at yeah. All. So he Especially if they're looking at it like it's a murder, which yeah, inevitably. Exactly. Yeah. He didn't have anything to do with it. Um, so, after that, Travis reappeared after five days. He's just on the side of the road in the telephone booth. He calls his brother. Was he naked or am I remembering that wrong? I'm pretty sure. I don't remember if he had clothes on or not. In the movie, he was naked. Wait, was he? I don't know. <laughs> detail is really important. But I think he had clothes on. He was gone. He hadn't eaten. He hadn't drank in five days. He was like, he just was completely out of it. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. All he knew is that his phone number to home to get to his like brother and call him and say, hey, I'm here, somebody help me. And they finally did. They came and got him. They had done uh, some you know, testing on him in the next couple of days afterwards. He lost 12 pounds. Um, he in had five eaten. days, holy shit. Yeah, he, was all, he had a whole beard. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, hold up, pause. Yeah, he had a whole beard after five days. Do we think 
that whatever happened, they went through more time than we did on Earth because he a whole have. beard in five days. Yeah. Not that that's, I mean, if he has a really strong, I mean, some guys have like a five o'clock shadow where they're already growing mm -hmm. stubble at the end of the night. But, I mean, Evan, like he, God, it would take forever to get a full beard. Yeah, some guys I think it's He's just, just in a different. constant state of stubble, of a little bit longer than yeah. stubble. So like... I don't do, know. Do you think that they skipped time, like in the alien time zone or whatever? Like, do you think that that that, that time I mean, went faster than ours? I guess. I wouldn't say that right? would be an un, like. It could be possible. It would. Ha I would almost think. That I know it would guys have to grow be. beards and grow hair differently, just like right, just women. like we do. So it yeah. could be, you know, if he's just a faster guy. Like rose beard. But five days for yeah. a full beard. That's a little strange. For a full, I would need to know what they mean by full beard. Because by full beard, do they mean like this much? Or do they I mean like this much? I think he like was a clean shaven man. So maybe just having a full beard, like it was just, not like a long like Santa Claus beard. I think it was just a full, like he wasn't like patchy or. I would need to see the beard. Yeah, I don't know. The beard is Because not that is a, I know that I'm like getting a little hung up, but that yeah. is just something to me that is so interesting. It's a small mm -hmm. tidbit, but that makes me wonder about their time, time frame. frame yeah. Because especially if they're from, if they can do space travel, tra travel, travel, then obviously they're able to manipulate time mm -hmm. and speeds. So I wonder. It wouldn't be that wild to think of that. I don't think that would be a, an insane thing to think. I mean, like, if you're what, believing... What, the time travel or the beard? The like, I mean, the time travel and the beard, because, like, yeah. you know, I don't know how long he was there, but Earth Day is five days. That's crazy. So, uh, I wonder if he was there for, like, God, I don't even know. That's insane. <laughs> I'll get into, like, the actual, like, what was happening to him after I... Right, right. Sorry. No, it's fine. I I'm like your questions. Like... I like your questions. Um, so Travis wasn't giving them anything. He was completely out of it and he was in a catatonic state. So they took him to a hospital in Tulsa, Arizona to get him some help and to get him, you know, back. And just FYI, throughout the whole thing, when he would, before, after he was, I mean, when he was gone, when the cops were like looking for his body and they were like, and the guys were telling them it was a UFO. I can't, you know, tell you what happened because it was just, he was... It was otherworldly. Yeah, they were all saying the same exact fucking thing. So, of course, it was a media, you know, blackout. Like, it was just people were coming yeah. up to this small town in Snowflake, Arizona, asking about everything these guys were ever doing. They wanted to get interviews after interviews with these kids. And unfortunately, well... I mean, it was, you know, what it was. It was a huge case. And the National Enquirer, if you, if you don't know, they were pretty big with, like, a lot of, like, the abduction, alien, UFO kind of thing. They I just think, wanted that. I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think they're the ones that covered Roswell I mean, back I, in the 50s. They could have been, yeah. I could be wrong. I have no idea. So when Travis got back, of course, he was bombarded with, like... Where have you been? We need an interview. We need you to talk now. You have to like tell us what happened. What happened? Yeah. And because of the catatonic state and him going to the hospital, he's like, I can't even be a fucking human right yeah. now, let alone give an interview. So for that time period, he didn't really talk, and I don't, I don't think he could him. have talked. Yeah, he I just don't blame he him. was not in the right space, right headspace to do so.
<sighs> so from what happened then, after Travis came back, he didn't talk, but when he started to, he gave interviews. And that's when some more like threats were happening. Before then, Travis's uh, logging buddies, when Travis was gone and after, they were always getting threatened by the local people, the community, because of like just the uproar that their whole community was like going through now. They had yeah, media. they like ruined the whole fucking town. Yeah, exactly. Now, now Snowflake is like a UFO hub of like crazy people. Everybody is they down inadvertently there. uprooted these people's lives. Yeah, this this quiet little town, and then now they're just you know the laughing stock of the world because they have an insane story about a UFO. Yeah, and probably crackheads. <laughs> so they're being you know, harassed ver verbally by, you know, their local people, their friends, families, and people that they've grown up with. And then they're being harassed by the uh, media, constantly trying to get stories, trying to get, you know, information out of them. And then comes along um, our, well, before that, we got our, um, what's it called? The ABRO. So they're an aerial phenomenon research organization that was based in Arizona. They're a UFO group. They've been around for quite some time. And those are the people who actually got uh, Travis Walton's regression therapy happening. And that's how he uh, remembered. That's what I need. That, that's how he Travis, remembered. Travis, hit me up if you're listening. Um, Hook me up with your people. Have my people contact, or have your people contact my people. Man, you could probably talk to Travis Walton. He talks a lot about this stuff now. What if we got him on we the would podcast? Have to pay. We would I know have to we would pay. have to pay so much money. <laughs> I mean, he would not come on our little podunk he podcast. Goes, he goes to like alien conventions, UFO conventions, and they they, they give him you know. No, I mean there's not a lot of money in the UFO convention, but you know there's probably more than what. We well, can. if you're gonna pay anyone, you're gonna pay Travis fucking Walton. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's who you're gonna. So. We should go to a UFO convention. I would and I always talk about that. Love to go. So everything happened. Travis started talking. He started to get his memories back. He started to do his own, like you know, you know, speeches about what was happening to him. He wrote a book and all that stuff. So now we get somebody named Philip Class coming in. Philip Class. He was well connected, a professional debunker. I guess you can call him that. And uh, he worked alongside um, uh, at the USA government officials, and he was actually had a pretty close connection with the uh, with the um, intelligence office in the U.S. government. And what people really do believe is that Philip Class was this what we call a disinformation agent. You can't, you know, find, if you can't find evidence to disprove what these people have, you know, been saying, then you destroy their character. You make them a laughing stock. You destroy their whole lives. Yeah, the their whole where, livelihood. Where they, when somebody says Travis Walton, people laugh and they just make, you know. Which is so, can I just say that that is so fucked up? Just because yeah. you haven't experienced something, you should not invalidate. No matter how unrealistic it sounds, mm -hmm. you do not invalidate someone else's. Because yeah. even, let's say, let's say it didn't happen and he did make it up. Then he has a mental illness mm -hmm. and that is not to be made fun of. That is absolutely not okay. It's, it's wild what, like, okay, if so. If he hallucinated <laughs> that, that's not his fault. No matter whether it's true or not, he believes it to his core. 
Yeah. And that's not, you can't, he can't In help that. In this day and age, like, I mean, Philip Class was a professional debunker and he bas- he made people commit suicide. God, have you seen The Iron Giant? No. The big robot movie? No, I haven't. Oh my God. Well, he's like the police guy in that. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. And he was like telling this Hogarth that the Iron Giant wasn't real. And then he saw the Iron Giant and he's like, oh, fuck. It's a <laughs> well, good movie. It's I a, wish, a lot of people did wish that if Philip Class did see an alien or a UFO, he would, you know, hopefully. He would hopefully combust. Yeah. <laughs> So this is what uh, Philip Class believed happened to Travis Walton. It was all a hoax to get money and to also get out of the uh, contract that Mike had because Mike did not was not able to finish it. So he wanted to get out of it and collect whatever Like logging? He yeah. So what Can they all Can you elaborate schemed, on that a tiny bit more? Yeah, so the logging contract, I kind of um Were they like going you, under or something and they wouldn't have been able to pay him? Well, what they believed, what Philip Class said happened was that the uh, Turkey Springs tree thinning contract that Mike had, what they were trying to complete when they were on the uh, mountain mm-hmm. or in the forest, they were not ever going to complete because it was just too much for them to do. So they were going to file like all this craziness that they had stirred up was going to make it impossible for them to finish and that they, that would help get out of that contract. Oh, I see what you're saying. So if they all six, I mean, was it six or seven? Yeah, this all seven guys worked together and kept to a weird ass story that they would get out of this contract and wouldn't have to pay back. But yeah, because it would be like a crime scene of sorts. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what Philip Class says is that Travis didn't get abducted. He simply just went to a cabin and injected LSD for five days. And that okay. everybody was in on it. And, um, and that this was going to help them get out of the contract. But what Philip Class also tried to do that kind of debunked him was that he went to the youngest member of the group, who was 17 at the time, Steve. And so he's like, motherfucker, this is a summer job for me. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's November, that. I feel real bad for Steve because he was only 17. <laughs> and he saw like this fucking, like everybody was always trying to get him to flip. He was the youngest. He was the easy one to flip on the store. Yeah. And he never flipped. So when uh, Philip Class went to him and was like, hey, I'll give you $10,000, which in like seven, 1975 was a lot of fucking money. Yeah. And if you flip and you said this, you guys were lying, I'll give you this $10,000. And that right there is just like, he didn't, you know, get the money because he did not say it was he, they were lying. So there you go. Like I just, flip class is a, just a known debunker. He worked with the uh, United States government to help this. That's almost (laughs) $50,000. Yeah, it's a lot of fucking money. And for a poor kid like Steve, that would have changed his life for It has the same purchasing power. So $10,000 in 1975 is equivalent in purchasing power to about $47,917 in 2020. Holy fuck. So that's a $37,917 difference. That's insane. First of all, fuck inflation. Second of all, (laughs) oh my God. So 75 wasn't that long ago if you think about it. It really was not. So there you go. That's that's the story. But if you Wait, want a little bit of like, I want to know what happened when he was in the fucking shed. All right, I will get to that. So, 
He woke up. He was sick as fuck. He didn't know what was happening. He was completely disoriented. He got up. He does that. He thought he was in a hospital. He was like, oh, they took me to a hospital. I must be okay. Mm-hmm. So he started to, you know, regaining his consciousness. And then he saw that there was a thing on his chest. Nope. And then it wasn't like a connected, it wasn't like an IV or anything. It was just this thing that went all the way up to his neck, to his belt. And his shorts were pulled up. It went, wait. All the way up to his neck, to his belt. Where? I don't fucking know. And it was just like a huge thing that was like not wrapped around him, but like sitting upon him. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was like a mechanical like device. And he was like, what the fuck? So he kind of like moved. And then he started to like see doctors around him. So he was like, oh, the doctors are gonna, you know. We don't fuck with that. (laughs) We're going to like help me out. I wonder what, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I wonder, I mean, you're probably gonna say, but I wonder what the aliens looked like. I wonder if they were Nordic aliens, if he thought they were doctors or something similar. Charlie and Lexi with you guys. (laughs) Well, like when he woke up, he started to like, well, when he started to recognize that's what that patreon tier is called guys i wasn't just saying that my friends my friend and (laughs) my aunt are aliens they're sorry i don't feel like i i don't think i explained that with the patreon plug so (laughs) okay i'm sorry go ahead (laughs) i'm just calling people nordic aliens shouting people just exposing people Uh, and uh (laughs) where was i he started to recognize that this, the features of these doctors weren't really, you know... Humanoid? Yeah. They were kind of like underdeveloped looking beings. Like fetuses. Ceti, if you will. Somewhat. And let me... I'm going to read a description of what uh, yes, Travis Walton had, you know... Please do. For these little guys. They stood still mutely. They were a little under five feet in height. They had a basic humanoid form, two legs, two arms, hands with five digits each, and a head with a normal human arrangement of features. But beyond the outline, any similarity to humans was terrifyingly absent. Their thin bones were covered with white, marshmallow-looking flesh. They had on a single-piece coverall type suit made of soft, swede-like material, orange and brown in color. I could not see any grain in the material such as cloth has. In fact, their clothes were, did not appear even to have any seams. I saw no buttons, zippers, or snaps. They wore no belts. The loose, billowy garments were gathered at the wrist and perhaps the ankles. They did not have any kind of raised collar at the neck. They were simple, pinkish, tan footwear. I could not make out the details of their shoes, but they had very small feet but a size four by our measurements. He was really fucking detailed. When they extended their hands towards me, I noticed they had no fingernails. They were, their hands were small, delicate, without hair. Very, their thin, round fingers looked soft and unwrinkled. Their smooth skin was so pale that it looked choppy, like ivory. Their bald heads were disproportionately large for their puny bodies. They were bulging, oversized cr- craniums a small jaw structure and underdeveloped appearance to their features that were almost infantile. Their thin-lipped mouths were narrow. I never saw them open. They laying lying close to their heads on either side were tiny crinkled lobes of ears. Their their miniature rounded nose with small over nostrils. Okay, so 
Tell me if you agree. Yeah. To me, it sounds like a mix of the little gray aliens and Nordic aliens. I which are the first grays. two tiers on our Patreon. <laughs> I think they're but, little grays, like two, but with like outfits. They're only five. Well, feet but tall. he said that he had that they had humanoid features, which to me says yeah, but it's like if a Nordic and a little gray had a fucking child. I just think the head shape was like really giving it away, like the bulbous cranial chin. And no, he does. I forget, I don't think I added it, but it was like eyes, but two sizes bigger than the humanoid eyes. I don't like eyes. it. So I Whatever think he was describing gray aliens to the With team. maybe some Nordic, mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems like there were some Nordic features to me. Well, there might have actually have three been fingers. some Nordics there. Later on, he, he ran out of the, he tried to, you know, fight them. But the aliens were like, no, 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 no. They didn't say anything, but they weren't really like trying to do much. So they just left. So Travis runs out. He finds this weird, like, uh, the, the image of it was a huge room, like a dome, mm -hmm. just covered like in stars. And like in the center of it was a control panel. Right. And he went there. And when he went there, like a couple of other beings were there that looked very much like humans. Blonde hair, tall, Nordic. blue eyes, a definitely Aryan. a Nordic Aryan. Like, yeah, Aryan. You know, features, you know, the most Naziest of all the aliens. Yeah. They actually, the Nordics came around during the Nazi, you know, you know, time. So I, I think Hitler had something to do with that, yeah. honestly. But anyways, it's a whole other thing. And um, they actually took him to another place and helped him, not helped him, I wouldn't say help or anything, but they just took him to a different place. And then he woke up and he was on the side of the road and he, you know, called home. So I wonder, <sighs> yeah, just this has not that much to do with it, but I wonder if they've got to, they've got, to, aliens have got to do some like inter, inter like twining of, of lives, like hybrids. Yeah. Hybrids, but like also just like, oh, this is Nora, she's a, she's, a, she's a Nordic alien, but like she's cool, she's our yeah. assistant or something. People, like there, there have been accounts where people are being abducted and they see all three of these, like, you know, alien species. Yeah, because if like, you think about it, we have like dogs and cats and it's mm -hmm. kind of, it, from an alien, it might, it might look weird that we like live with these things. Yeah. As they, if they're family. They believe that like gray aliens are like more of the robotic, they just busy work, they do everything. Yeah. The Nordics and the reptilians are a different race that- More you know, brainiac. Yeah, more controlling. They, they do the actual, you know. Yeah. They control shit. But Nordics are supposed to be friendlier beings that are more spiritually guiding. Yeah. The reptilians are the ones who want to control everybody and like- And be you know, fucking insane. Everybody in our Jeff government. Bezos. <laughs> Bezos, we're gonna kill you. No way! Ooh. Don't fucking say that. <laughs> I'm not editing it out. Y'all take her. You better edit that out. Y'all take. I do not want to be murdered by Amazon guards or whatever. They don't care. Dude, I'm gonna people. be like, I'm gonna people wake have up. said worse about him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake up one day with like freaking reptilians surrounding my bed. <laughs> Look at him and tell me that that's the worst thing that someone said about him. I mean, he no. is like the mastermind behind a lot of suffering, yeah. but. That is, you know, the Travis Walton story. I would, if you, I were you, if you are more interested in this story, 
go and watch the uh, Fire in the Sky. It's a great movie. It's on it's on uh, Amazon Prime. <laughs> Jeff. <coughs> Jeff. I wonder why. I wonder why. And He's then, like, this is this is actually my family history. Um, pioneers. Actually, I, I did all my research from Amazon Prime. <laughs> so, so I am. Uh, you know, whatever. You're like, fuck Jeff Bezos, but hey, but let he me has a everything. good selection of, you know, videos and movies and TV shows that I watch constantly, but whatever. Um, yeah. Well, that is it. That's a lot. <laughs> you didn't like break down this time, so I'm happy. I, we have to. I apply. mean, I have a stomach ache. I feel like I'm gonna shit. So like, <laughs> don't fall, please don't fall. I. Uh, I believe it. Do you believe it? Honestly, I don't know I if do. I believe everything that happened when he did his regression because I'm not sure how valid regressions yeah, are. Yeah, honestly, you know how I said I was doing regression. I was going to do it one last week. Um, I got like five minutes into it. And I was like, we got to stop. This is too real. It was too real for me. I got. I, I couldn't do it personally. I don't know if it would be different for you, honestly. But it was this. For me, I was not prepared, and it was like devastating because I was like, <laughs> I just feel Nancy. Like, Nancy knows I was. I could not. I just feel like memory is such a finicky thing. Mm -hmm. It is so easy to get false memories implanted, yeah. and um, yeah, I mean the brain is so fucking powerful. We're we're good. We have like two minutes, You're but it's. <laughs> It's just so powerful that I don't know how much I believe regressions. I think that, I mean, it depends on the situation, but. I mean, you should definitely do it if you're, if you I want don't to. know, because I'm, I'm anxious from talking about this. Like, the poop that I have to have is not just a normal poop. It's just, I'm anxious. That's what <laughs> it is. An anxious poop? Yeah, I used to get these debilitating stomach aches when oh, I was we little. Don't, we don't need to go No, no, that. no, it's not about poop. But I used to get these debilitating stomach aches. Yeah. And I would always say that I was sick. And everybody, my family, Charlie knows, would think that I was trying to get out of stuff. But no, and now I know that that's anxiety. Because anxiety. That, that's how my anxiety, I just get a horrible stomach ache. Yeah. So. God, man. Anyway, I believe him for the most part. I, be I, I believe mean, that he believes everything he's saying oh, to a T. Definitely. I mean, Travis stayed in And I believe everything up until he woke up in there. After that, I'm like, I don't know. It could be him wanting to remember things that maybe didn't happen. But also, who am I to say? Yeah. Because I have not been a... <laughs> I may there. have not been abducted. You're in there today. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know, but I believe for the most part. I mean, he's got five other people backing him up. Do you know what you're going to next, uh, what we're going to be talking about next? I have no idea, to be All honest. All right, it's going to be a surprise. It will be a surprise. I like it. Because I was really excited about Soldered Children. That was my number one thing that I wanted to get, so. Yeah. You should do, like, a solved case. Or a serial. Soft case? A solved. Oh, case. solved. Okay, I'll do a solved case. I'll find yeah. a good solved case. Yeah. Or like a serial killer. Okay, we'll do a solved case. Serial killers, we'll see. That's too fucking rough. <laughs> I'll, I'll only do a serial killer if it's solved. Everything that I talk about will be solved. Okay. That's what we'll do. That sounds like a plan to me. All right, guys. Check out our website, twowaymirror.com. T-W-O-W-A-Y-M-I-R-R-O-R-P-O-D.com. I'm getting really fucking good at you that. You are. And check out our Patreon, too. 
but yeah. sorry for the abrupt ending but we're all right it's an hour and 30 <laughs> minutes so we gotta go yeah hope you guys enjoyed all right we'll see you guys next week bye bye guys <laughs>